All right, so let me pray. Father, thank you so much that we could be here, that we could have such great food, and uh, um, the generosity through what you've provided here and what we're, uh, what we want to do in, in your name in regards to, uh, Lord, what you're doing in this community and, and beyond and around the world. And God, I pray that you'd help us to be faithful to your vision and uh, faithful to living out what you've called us to and, and uh, ministering with the gifts you've given us and all that kind of stuff, Lord. So we are, we are just dependent on you and so grateful you let us be involved. So we thank you for it in your son's name. Amen. All righty. So um, let me tell you a little bit about the whole concept of a ministry huddle, what we're doing here. And uh, so I had, as those of you who have been coming on Wednesday nights know, I love... Um, kind of open times for asking questions and discussing all kinds of different things. And um, that's actually my very favorite way to talk and teach and, and that kind of stuff is just to open things up for questions and conversation. And so, um, so I love that anyway. And it was always my intention that if, that if um, which I, I never thought would happen and had no interest in happening at the time, um, in being the pastor of a church, I thought, well, I would, I would love to do with the whole church what I used to do every year when I was a student minister two or three times, which was to bring in the parents and the kids and just say, let's talk about where we are and what the situation is and, and what, what do we need to be looking at and what are the thoughts and um, what would you like to volunteer for, which is another way of saying what ministries do you think should be going on at the church. Those, by the way, just so you know, if you don't know in advance, those are the same conversation. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> That kind of stuff. So I've always wanted to do that. Then we just recently, of course, many of you know, we just went through the transition um, to being planted as an independent church. And some of you may remember, um, maybe some of you with, with great pain and trauma, uh, the open, open forums that we did um, about that. But one of the things, if you were there, that you noticed was it was very difficult to stay on topic because people had other things as well they wanted to talk about. And even, even with some of the votes and stuff like that, people would write in their, why they would vote a certain way or something. And very often it had very little to do with the vote we were actually taking and more to do with they clearly wanted a voice about something. So that being the case, um, that, that, said, uh, that reminded me, okay, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. I think we should do this anyway. Then kind of a pastoral mentor for me, Wayne Broderick, um, his church does something like this a couple of times a year, and so I, I went to Frisco and experienced theirs, and uh, um, and it was it was pretty cool. And so um, I like this idea. So we're going to be doing three of them a year, Lord willing. One will be the last. Uh, well, this one, which is the first one, is the last um, Wednesday night in the spring. Then the first Wednesday night in the fall, and then. I haven't decided yet for sure if we're going to do the last Wednesday night in the fall or the first Wednesday night in the spring will be another one. And each of them will have different, a different feel to them. So this one every year, one of the main purposes is going to be to introduce and even hear from just a little bit the different members of the leadership board, which will have been chosen by the church just this last month. And so this will give them a few weeks to get kind of being the leadership board under their belt, and then they can come and, and make themselves available to engage and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the other things that's important is we want it to be for people who volunteer in the church. Um, that this is a good time, especially those who volunteer, who engage, who pour out, that they should have, they get the opportunity to share. Now, I also want to make sure you know it's not like this now cancels out all other, all other opportunities to offer insights or thoughts or that kind of stuff. So that's, that's not like that ends now. 
um, anyone on the leadership board or any of the staff or others, I mean, um, if you've got ideas, we're, we're actually, I would say, bordering on extremely open to them. Um, I think it's healthy to be able to ask, ask about stuff and ask for what you want, and it doesn't have to be combative or whatever, just ask. So um, it's always a good conversation. So that's the vision of these. Um, I would love for it to even be that we would have, I mean, in time, I think we would have a lot of people. And I mean, we have a good crowd tonight, but we would, this would be something that volunteers would kind of really look forward to, to be here for this night, to be able to offer ideas and get ideas. And so I'll go ahead and tell you, like, for example, I don't know if this will be the one in the fall. It might. I'm still wrestling exactly with how to put this together. But one of them, I actually want us to do something um, that we did at Pine Cove that I instituted at Pine Cove, and I love it so much that I see no reason why we couldn't do it here, um, which is one of them, and again, it may be the one in the, the new, next one in the fall, but I want us to do something as a church that I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the Philippians 2 Awards. So what we're gonna do is, those, there's a few Pine Cove staff in the room who are like, oh, we know about this, but Philippians chapter two is really kind of the, the guideline for what Christian community looks like. Either Philippians chapter 2 or Ephesians 4, either one of those. We could do either one. But there's certain traits in there. There's about 10 traits in there that Paul really emphasizes. These are important traits. Um, and so what I would love for us to do is, I'm gonna, we're going to do ballots, and you can write in the name of anyone who you think exemplifies these traits. And then what we'll do is we will put together a team to kind of count up. And if it plays out the way I suspect it will, you know, whoever, quote, wins, and they'll win some go something goofy that they could have bought on their own more easily than, you know, whatever. But, but they'll win something. Maybe it'll be like tonight. I think we have enough tonight that because of you who are here, all of you get a collector's item t-shirt, meaning a First Baptist South Campus t-shirt from sometime in the last four or five years. And uh, that's right. I know it. Pretty awesome, huh? See, I'm like Oprah. Um, and a knife. Uh, and a collector's item, a collector's item pocket knife. Because when these are gone, my friends, they're gone. We're not ordering more First Baptist South Campus pocket knives. So your last chance for those of you who didn't join in the last four years. So I heard she gave away other things, but I don't, I don't think they compare. I mean, honestly, compare. Um, we went to absolutely no expense to bring these. I mean, absolutely none. So the... Uh, uh, anyway, so make sure when you're done, Elizabeth said, please, please take them all. There's no place to store them at this church. So um, <laughs> don't think of this as us trying to get rid of stuff. Think of it as you getting something free. So that's, <laughs> keep that in your head. So um, <laughs> yeah, just don't think at all and get a shirt and then just be quiet about it. Um, uh, so that's, but what I'd love for us to be able to do something like that, and then what we'll do is we'll have like We'll have a few people under each heading stand up and share who they voted for and why. And it'll be a time of encouragement for everybody. Um, as long as you don't see yourself in competition and you don't get mentioned and get your feelings hurt, that if you, don't, if you, if you have the right attitude about it, it is a wonderful time to encourage each other, to be encouraged, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I plan on us doing that at one point. And then, um, and then also really having a time of uh, one of them be maybe even largely, if not almost entirely, a time of prayer that, that we would spend a little bit of time and talk about Given what's going on in our nation, in our church, in our community, what are some areas that we want to bathe in prayer? Um, and so that may be the New Year's one. I don't know. So I'm wrestling through the exact details, but 
This one will be um, introducing the leadership board, letting them introduce themselves and just share a little bit about their heart for ministry. Um, and so we will do this again, Lord willing, three times a year. Any, any questions about these ministry huddles? Okay, good. Well, let me call up the leadership board then. Come on up, guys. And, uh, and gals. So we may need to go, f- oh, there's Karen. I was about to say, she may have to go find Karen. That's right. I'll let you start. And so they will, uh, they will introduce themselves and then quote whatever favorite chapter in the Bible they have. Or book, or book, or chapter, either whole book or whole. No, just to, um, and just share a little bit about kind of your heart for ministry here, a little bit, whatever. Go for it. Um, This is a little bit weird for me because I'm used to being in the sound booth, so I'm not used to seeing people's faces very often, but um, yes, please, if you could turn around, that'd be great. (laughs) But uh, my name's Dwayne Darty, and um, I've been out here since the beginning, so I've seen how things have evolved, and um, we're not doing the same things the same way that we did 19 years ago. We're always willing to try something new. We're always willing to be open to do different things, and that's one of the cool things about our church, um, is that we try to think outside the box, and I love that. But um, the biggest thing about ministry to me is it's really a simple concept, um, ministry is just about being available to God. And uh, if you're available to God, he's going to find something for you to do. And uh, the hard part about that is that when an opportunity does come up, Satan hops in and tries to put a little bit of self-doubt in your mind about maybe I'm not smart enough, maybe I'm not talented enough, maybe I'm not gifted enough. But um, if you make yourself available, God will use you and he'll work through you. And uh, I just want to say thank you for all the work and the effort and time that you guys put into stuff. And uh, we just really appreciate that. Also weird for me, I don't really love talking on the microphone, but I get the opportunity to do it quite a bit, so for some reason people just keep giving me microphones. But anyway, uh, my name is Nathan Fisher, and my wife, Kelly, is right over here, and we've been, uh, we have four boys, uh, four, six, eight, and almost ten, and uh, we have been uh, here at the church since 2011, uh, about the same time that Pike came, and not long after that, Chris came, and uh, so uh, it's just home for us, and uh, just the, uh, the the vision that our church has, which you're all familiar with, of every member being a minister is really um, just an awesome concept. I know we hear it a lot, but it's definitely not um, necessarily what you see at every church. And uh, so to echo what Dwayne said, thank you as volunteers for everything that you all do for the church. Um, and like Chris said a minute ago, we welcome... Um, whatever ideas that you might have uh, for ministry in the church. But uh, as far as ministry for myself and my wife, um, we uh, have a special passion for ministry to kids. Um, We just, uh, we teach, uh, well, we've taught several different ages, uh, but we've been teaching the kids for probably 15, 16 years, something like that, and at this church ever since we've been here and uh, currently, we teach the kindergarten class, and 
Uh, absolutely love doing that. Um, and then there's uh, Royal Family Kids Camp and Teen Reach Adventure Camp that's uh, really near and dear to my heart. Um, and, uh, and then I have the opportunity of co-teaching uh, with Jeff Hunter, although uh, he is most certainly the leader in that class. I, I have the opportunity to teach sometimes as well. So uh, it's just, uh, I would just encourage you to keep serving where you get the opportunity. And once again, if you have any neat ideas uh, that you would like the leadership board to, to consider that our church might be able to do, I know that all of us would love to hear those. Hey, my name's Andy Newberry. Um, my wife, Kara's over there, and based on Chris's prompt, we're going to ask her to come up and quote James 1. <laughs> no. All right. She said no. So she, you see who, who wins. But uh, no, I'm been, we've been here almost five years, and so have, have loved uh, the fellowship here. Uh, it, is, it became home quickly, thanks to just the hospitality of, of the people here. Uh, it's changed quite a bit over, the, over those five years uh, from, when, from when we started. So thankful to see the, uh, the growth and the life. And the, um, honestly, what drew us, drew us here initially was um, just the humble leadership that we saw from the staff uh, as we got to know them a little bit. So it's, it's been fun to to uh, serve and work alongside them um, for, for Christ. So um, as far as ministries go, I would, I would say as we, life groups are, are something that are just near and dear to my heart. Um, as we grow, I think the need for community doesn't change, and it just it becomes a little more difficult to get on a, on a Sunday morning during worship, uh, especially as we go to two services and things. So uh, we're limited now in our, in our adult space, at least on Sunday morning, just because of, of, of where we are with facilities, but um, praying that soon we'll have more opportunities for that with, with a new building and, um, and that, that we'll have some more permanent space there for adult life groups to expand even further on Sunday morning. So from a teaching standpoint, that, that means we need more teachers, and so um, we always, we always need, need more help there. Um, the other, I guess, as I've, we've, we're in the Parents of Teens class, and uh, one thing that I've loved to uh, see is just um, their fellowship and community, I think, grow over the past, past year or two, um, and just the, the bonding, and just some of the most uh, special times are just, just started off pretty shallow with the prayer request time, but it's, it's grown as you get to, to know and share life with one another, and, and you have different needs, and and things come along. And then also that just our, our class has really grabbed onto the Magdalene home. And that's, that has been really rewarding for us to see and to be a part of. Um, if you don't know, they're uh, un, unwed mothers that are, are pregnant uh, at the time, mostly teens. There's one 18-year-old there now, but uh, and they, they're in our old youth house. And uh, they are hungry uh, for the Lord uh, for love, and they bring a lot of different backgrounds, and it's uh, interesting to, to be able to work through that uh, with them as best you can without being full-time with them, if, if, if you un understand some of the protection that's in place there, but um, just to be able to love on them and support them has been um, a real joy, and to see their response and, and care for uh, this church. I think they 
they, they love y'all um, just based on the interaction. You may see them on Wednesday nights. You may uh, see them around here some on Sunday mornings, but uh, they love being here and, uh, and appreciate um, the welcoming. It's, it's, it's a different world than what they came from. And so the way you guys show um, so Christ to them has been, um, it's been outstanding. And they will, lives are being changed because, because of that ministry and because of, because of our involvement in it. I'm uh, Bobby Hicks, and Chris asked me to read the book of Deuteronomy, so it <laughs> shouldn't take long. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm blessed by the, all the ministers in this room. As I look around, I see people that uh, play the piano. They do the, they help with the music. Uh, got one over here that's got a, a burden for parents of critically ill children, uh, people on the prayer team, people that work with the youth. Uh, Stephen ministers that have gone through extensive training. They've turned trauma in their life into something where they can help somebody else. We've got somebody over here that preaches four services at uh, nursing homes every Sunday morning. Uh, people that do the greeting, uh, the cooks from tonight and that help with the food. I can see them out there, uh, some of the ones that help uh, putting stuff up. They're working while we're in here. Uh, we've got... Uh, people that adopt kids even after their own kids are grown and take them into their home and raise them. Uh, people with the care ministry, the Royal Family Kids Camp that just have a burden for, for hurting and lost. Uh, we've got people that disciple others, have a, a heart for that. And there, I mean, just looking around this room, and I, I know there's a bunch more, but uh, there are ministers and ministries going on all around us, and it just uh, blesses my heart to see it. I feel like all the cool stuff's already been said, <laughs> um, but I do want to reiterate the thank you. Um, oh, my name's Bo, by the way, Bo Keeling, and my husband, John, is sitting right over there, and we have um, two daughters, Ella and Maddie, one in fifth grade and one in sixth grade. We've been here about 10 years, and um, yeah, so thank you guys so much. I know, I know there's a lot of days that you don't want to do what you do. I know there's a lot of days that you're doing it just because you told someone you would, but sometimes that's that little nudge that God uses to show you that he's going to step in where your want to is gone um, or where your can do is gone, and um, we are all blessed by being in that situation, even though we would much rather have more people um, volunteering and, and ministering alongside us. They're coming. He's going to provide that, but until then... Um, I'm just grateful that he shows us that he can take us places we didn't think we could go. Um, I've done, since I've been here, I've done women's ministry and children's ministry and helped John with his Sunday school class for a while. Um, and lately, the reason you guys don't see me is because I'm over in the youth building teaching Sunday school over there. And um, just want to encourage y'all and, and everybody of the church probably more so than you guys that are already volunteering, that um, if you have a strong opinion about something, it probably indicates what God is calling you to do. Um, that's how I wound up in the middle of everything I've done is I just had an idea and just assumed that everybody thought the same way I did. And so I said, hey, you know what we should do? And we wound up doing it. And people are saying, hey, when are we going to do that again? And it turns into a ministry. And it turns into 
an opportunity to bless people. So don't be shy. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to encourage others to speak up because that's where all of our ministries are going to come from. Hi, I'm Karen Nolan. My husband and I have been here and we're going to argue about this. Uh, since he says 05, I say 03. So I don't know. Uh, we'll cut it in a half, three and a half to four. Um, I just want to thank y'all, uh, this church, for the ministry of Royal Family Kids Camp and track. That is near and dear to my heart. I only cry about that. I will not cry about my children, but I will cry for ch foster kids. Um, Royal Family was a uh, pipe dream of Nancy and Tracy Crawford's 15 years ago. She, they went to, we were one campus, they went to the pastor, Mike Masser, and he says, run with it. And we have been blessed by this campus and this church for taking it on, and we thank you. Um, Royal Family this year will be taking 38 children, wonderful children, 6 to 11, and right now I have 85 adult staff um, for those, those children. And our camp is in three weeks, so please pray for us. <laughs> Track, I know they're still, they have training tomorrow night, and they're uh, 11 to 15-year-olds, and, it, you know, it is just a uh, blessing and an awesome opportunity when we go to national office to talk about our church. Other churches and other camps struggle, but for us, it's just sheer blessing to not have to worry about it and not to have to struggle with it. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, you know, we ask for birthday gifts, and y'all provide every year, and we ask for pillows and blankets and people to make beds, and it's just amazing how many people provide, just show up to work, so thank you. Um, the other two areas of uh, ministry I work with is Wednesday night supper. Um, this was our last Wednesday night for the season, but we would love to have y'all come back in the fall, and if you're willing to work, we would love to have you. Um, it really is a group effort, and it is a lot of fun. I mean, nothing's better than feeding people. They love you if you feed them. I mean, let's face it. So that's, uh, it's always fun to do that. And then holding babies. I am so fortunate to be able to hold the newest members of our church. Um, I've done it ever since we've come, come to this church. I took a year off, and I, I was miserable the whole year, so I went back. So, um, it's just a blessing and a, a, a huge honor for me to hold your children and to love on them and pray for them and change their diapers and feed them and diaper them. And it's just something I truly um, worship and enjoy. We do need help in the nursery every, every Sunday. So if you feel like you just have that little bit of extra energy, go see Rebecca. We have a place for you, even if it's holding a baby. We have a place for you. Um, we always need help. There's always something that comes up at the last minute, or the two-year-olds will have 23 kids in it, and they need that third person because two can't handle that many. Um, and really, Rebecca has everything pre-planned for us, so you don't have to plan a lesson. She has it all there and ready for you. So um, please think about and consider uh, signing up for the children's ministry. It's the most rewarding thing having these kids come up to you on Sunday afternoon or Wednesday night and say they love you because you were in their Sunday school class on Sunday morning. So thank you. Well, this is a, um, it's a great team that we have selected um, for this year. And uh, 
It's always, it's, I can't tell you so as a pastor how encouraging it is when you get to see the list of all the people nominated and you get to say like, yeah, I mean, pick eight of them. It doesn't make any difference. I mean, this is, out of these people, it's awesome. So um, anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a huge blessing um, when you don't have to be fearful of what that's going to look like. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, and, and David Lake, who cannot be here tonight, he is also on this team as the deacon chairperson. Um, and Bill will be taking his place in January. Uh, Bill Heimball will. And so, again, it's a great team. This is who does my evaluation every year. Um, this, is, this is who really guides so much of what the ch- goes on with the church. So I want especially you guys to know who they are. Um, this is the way our church bylaws have been set up since I got here, is that this is the decision-making team of the church. And they... So when, you, when you're looking for information or you don't know what's going on or whatever, this, this will actually be, this, these are the people who are the first ones probably that you should go to. Um, really, honestly, but even before staff, and a lot of times, most of the staff aren't in those meetings either. And so I, I typically am. But, um, so that's, if you have questions about the ministry of the church or that kind of stuff at any time, these are the people who will be the most likely, if anyone knows, and they may not know either. I mean, maybe no one knows. I'm... I'm that happens around here. Um, you may have picked up on that. Um, but that's okay, because we're, we really do believe that every member is a minister. So um, we really do push that, which means there are times when it's, things aren't as cleanly run as if you had only the professionals doing all of it. Um, sometimes we take the right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing very seriously, and uh, not in the way Jesus meant. Um, so that's what we try to do. I, I, there's a couple of a little announcements before we open it up to the conversation I want to make. One is, um, so we are, we are re-going, we're going back over all of our database information to make sure we've got everything accurate. We want our database to be correct for the first time, since, at least since I've been here, um, to be useful, because um, right now it really isn't. And so one of the things we discovered is that of the people who are registered, signed up, background checked, everything, um, to volunteer with our children, for example, children and youth, about 40 aren't members of South Spring Baptist Church yet. And so, um, if you are not a member of South Spring Baptist Church, um, I have a form for you. Um, So, if you're here and you're like, actually, I would love to volunteer, well, you can't anymore unless you're a member. That's that's really the perspective we've taken. Um, There are times when we can make special exceptions, but in general, that's really the way it needs to work um, for the sake of the church and the safety of the kids is that you need to be a member. And if you've been a member of First Baptist Church South Campus for, for many, many years, that church no longer exists as an entity. And so um, you do need to switch your membership to South Spring Baptist Church if you haven't done that yet. Um, if you're not sure, you can call in, and it's easy to check and make sure you're there. Um, we've already had a handful of people do the, um, you know, the husband thought the wife signed them up, and the wife thought the husband signed them up, and Neither of them actually did. And so um, that, that can happen. Uh, so you might, if you want to check, you can check. Oh, and it's also possible you turned it in and, you know, it somehow got into my hands and then was immediately lost. That's always possible too. So we will take any excuse. We won't evaluate it. No judgment. Um, I remember correctly, if it took me six months to join the church and so in the first place. And so uh, I was on staff like six months before we realized I hadn't joined. So um, we had a big crowd that morning. Um, but the... Uh, so we've got that. Second thing is, I want to make sure you know, wherever it is you volunteer, the mindset of the church and the leadership is that, you know, we have two, two kind of things that happen on Sunday morning. We have a first and second service time. 
Um, our hope would be that every single person in our church is involved with a life group. And that would be the, that'd be the perfect world, is that every single person be involved in a life group. It doesn't have to be an official church life group. But that if someone said, where are you getting Christian community in a small group, you'd be able to say, oh, I, here's, where I, here's where that's happening in my life. Everyone needs that. I believe every Christian needs that. Um, so if you're not getting that somewhere, the, the life groups that we offer are a great choice for that. We offer a whole bunch on Sunday morning, um, and we offer a whole bunch of other times during the week, and there will be more of those in the fall uh, coming into existence. We want everyone to be involved with a small group of Christian community in their life. We think that's necessary. Um, so that being said, it doesn't have to be on Sunday morning, one. Two, even if it is on Sunday morning, we would still say we think pretty much everyone who at all can work with the children for three or so months, three to four months. If we got it set up where we wanted, it would be three um, or four months out of the year would be that one of those two times would be spent with in the children's ministry, if, if you're available for that. There's numerous reasons why you might not be. You might not be the right age. Maybe you can't pass a background check, or you just, like, my job pretty much precludes me doing that. Um, so you may have something like that that just keeps you from, that's, that's great. But honestly, pretty much everyone else, we need that. Um, where we are now with the number of kids who are coming and so if you're already working in another area, and this is something that you could add to the ministry that you do, it means, yes, it means if you do a Sunday morning life group and you come to worship service, community worship service on Sunday morning, it will mean you will need to not do one of those for three or four months out of the year. And by the way, it, in my opinion, either of those is fine. Like, I don't, I don't think it's a wrong decision to say, for those four months, I'm going to stay with my Sunday morning life group, and I'm not going to go to community worship for three or four months. I think that's, that's fine. If, if ministry, if that's where God's calling you to ministry, that's fine. Like, and if you're not in the worship, I, I get paid the same either way. So whether it doesn't affect the bottom line for me. I'm totally, I mean, I'm not teasing. That's true. But, that's a, um, but honestly, that's, a, that's, that's huge. I mean, I, I think that's our number one ministry God seems to be giving us here is to make sure we are doing a good job raising up that next generation. Um, lots of others as well, but that's, to me, that's, I think that's just huge. And so we need about 270. We have about 170 um, people who have signed up for that and an additional 40 who are on, you know, last-minute calls, which if you're one of those 40, if you do the math and you say we need 270 and we have 170, how often do you think those 40 get called? You probably should just be on a team. You might have to work less often if you were on a team versus on the call list. So um, anyway, that's a, if, but again, if you're not a member, you can do that tonight. I'd love for anyone who would, and we're not going to embarrass you. I mean, unless, unless I really think it's appropriate to embarrass you, we're not going to embarrass you. You can sign up, piece of paper. You can actually just let someone know. I don't think I'm a member yet. Can I make that happen? If you were a member of First Baptist South Campus, all it takes is anything in writing to say you want to move your membership to South Spring. Is there any questions about the memberships or the volunteering type of thing? And before we're done, Rebecca was kind enough to give you an opportunity to come sign up for Vacation Bible School, which is, this is a cool, by the way, she's doing something really cool. We're doing a weekend VBS experience. Eventually, I think she wants to turn it almost to a weekend camp for kids during the summer. Um, but that takes a lot of adults. And here's one of the reasons, do any of you know why we're doing it on the weekend rather than weekday? Volunteers, yep, good. Attendance, that's not the main. Men. Is that we can have men volunteer for the roles. 
because we want kids to see, unlike my VBS experience growing up, that church is not all about women teaching children, that men do that as well. And that's a great time to be able to get kind of a little bit rough and sweaty and that kind of stuff during that weekend. So men, let's make sure we're volunteering to uh, work that weekend for VBS as well. And then other signups as well, student ministry, children's ministry, all that stuff's up here. All right. No questions about any of that? Okay. Then, here's what I'd love for us to do. I'd love to hear some thoughts from everybody, anybody, um, and we'll get somebody to run around a mic. Probably looks like Paul's available. And, and there you go. Thank you. Lance, you can do that too if you want. Cooper, you barely dodged a bullet. You were just about to get called out. Um, but uh, to say, especially um, looking ahead at ministries, um, thinking about that, questions about moving forward, um, budgetarily, once again, we are very healthy. Um, as we have been, at least all the time I've been here, we've been very healthy all, pretty much all through the year. We're ahead of budget. Um, because of the rate of growth, we usually spend a little more than budget because more people end up being at stuff than you could predict from a year before. But that being said, we're also usually, our income is somewhat ahead of budget. And it's right now about 40? There you go. Bobby always knows. 49,000 um, ahead of budget, which is very healthy. Um, we are, so you'll know, we will be presenting to you actually very soon. We got them today, drawings, uh, three separate drawings for the building, one at 3.6, 3.6, 4.0, and 4.7. Isn't that what they were about that? Three different basic floor plans that if, if we have raised in the area of 3.6, not raised, excuse me, we have pledged in the area of about 3.6 now. $3.6 million we have pledged right now, or we have in hand, those two added together. At 4.0, that's another additional, was it four spaces? About that? Two, about, about four, four more rooms. And it, um, if we get up to 4.7, then that's actually, that will give us quite a bit, an additional, some additional rooms to give us more margin um, growing forward in the church. So, and we need every bit of education space we can afford to build. I mean, it's, it will be full, not quite immediately, but close to it. Um, so that's something we'll be bringing back to the church. Of, out of about 300 family units, family giving units in our church, about 170. Am I, doing, am I saying that right? It's gone up a little bit, 180. We're up to 180 different family giving units have pledged. So, which is good, but still 120 short of what I would love to see. Um, I'd love for every one of us to pledge something. Even if it's pennies, that's fine. I don't, the amount is irrelevant. I mean, it's not relevant, but it's irrelevant to the measure of success we're talking about. Okay, so any questions about that stuff? Just a little update there. Again, if you ever want to know that kind of information, all you got to do is ask one of us and we can let you know. <clears throat> Especially Bobby Hicks. <laughs> he always knows all that kind of stuff, so he stays on top of it. Okay, good. Then and that's being said, other, other ministry thoughts, that you, other input you would have, especially in regards to how do we encourage people, what could we do to encourage people who aren't involved yet in the ministry to be involved in the ministry? That would be a great question if anybody's got insight on. So I'll turn it over to the team. You can ask, you can ask any of us or just offer ideas or whatever, and I'm going to get my computer and sit up there and take notes. Or any other topic is fine too. Yeah, group participation. Thank you very much, Paul. 
Hi, I'm Lindsay. Um, we, I don't know how long, we've been going here for three years. I'm Lindsay Bearden, this is my husband, Travis. Um, first of all, I want to say that this meeting was an awesome idea. Um, I think it's a really great step toward the right direction, and um, thank you guys for having us here tonight. Um, so my idea is kind of like um, maybe an ambassador program. Um, so I don't, you know, it's just a thought in my head, right? So the actions I haven't really thought out. But um, ambassadors can be um, people that either just for the women's ministry, just for the children's ministry, or maybe since I'm a mom and a woman, I could be like an ambassador for both because sometimes those overlap. And so um, I'm already a member of the welcoming team or the welcome home team. And um, I would love to know things that are going on behind the scenes uh, in those ministries. So like I didn't know Rebecca needed help setting up for Sunday school rooms until a friend of mine was already volunteering to do it. And I thought, hey, I want to spend time with my friend. Of course, I'll, I'll go do that with you. But I didn't even know that there was a need in the first place. And so one of the things I, I think an ambassador can do is to not only know what's going on, but maybe why, um, maybe all the different people. So like I had someone ask me that was a single mom, how can I get involved in the church? And I thought, I don't know. I know somebody knows and surely our church has thought of that before, but um, just little things like that, like knowing what life groups are on, if that fits, if they're welcome, you know, just, just to be a resource to other people. I think the more that we know and the more we're connected um, and already involved, it, it's not any amount of work. Um, it could just be as simple as an email going out once a month, but to have people committed to knowing what's going on behind the scenes and then also inviting other people like their friends the people they're already in community with to join them and to have fun and I think that that's another thing that this is doing it's we're now a member of this club we're how we're all participants and so that that makes me excited because I want to be with my life group shout out to everybody that came you know so um I yeah I think being an ambassador would would maybe kind of incorporate a lot of those ideas. I will, I will send you an email for you to send a, like send me back a proposal of kind of some of the stuff you're thinking. So let's, we will get that. That's, that sounds like a great idea. The more communication and the more interaction we can get like that, the better. Yeah, we're already communicating. Right. Y'all are doing a great job, but maybe have people committed to receiving Yes. What was the question? Oh, we can't hear? Oh. So people, we're already sending out a lot of information. I mean, there's Camper, Campus Connect. There's Sunday morning announcements. There's like a, a billion things. And to have those ambassadors be committed to reading that information that's already given to us and like actually applying it and inviting other people to do it and doing something about the information we receive. So. Thank you. I don't know if this is something I should like say in this forum, but I was um, telling Paul about Rebecca needing Sunday school leaders. And when I subbed in Wyoming, the district I was in had a really neat program, which I assume somebody could find online, maybe even I could, um, just of 
classes that you could sub for, and you just log in every day and go, oh, hey, I may go sub at this school for this class, and if we could get a program like that, then it might take some pressure off of Rebecca, and you could, I mean, just go into a calendar and just click in dates that work for you and your family, and of course, you know, you'd be, you know, already pre-authorized to, to, you know, be able to teach those classes because you'd been through the whatever for the church. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's just an idea for getting those places plugged in rather than Rebecca having to send out this text or, you know, her, you know, catching you at the door as you walk in. So I don't know. That's kind of an idea. I'm sure that program exists for churches probably somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Set it up so that names can only be added, not deleted. That's what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ideas like that. Chris said I could beatbox if I got the microphone, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Uh, my name is Tim McDonald, and I'm a life group leader uh, on Sunday morning in the 1030 hour. It's uh, called Current Truths, and it's kind of an idea that I had. Um, I was on staff at a church many, many years ago, got chewed up by the church, spit out by the church, and decided I didn't want to do church work mm. anymore. So I became a cop. Uh, <laughs> I'll show them. You know? But no. Uh, oh, and my wife, uh, just it's turmoil for all, all my life. She wasn't going to marry a cop or a minister. Well, <laughs> so I won. Uh, but no, we ha I, ha I had this idea, and, and it actually just kind of, opened up real quick, and it's, a, it's kind of a different concept for a Sunday school class here, and I've talked with Lance about it a lot, and a little bit with Chris about it, and, it's a, and what we're doing is it's geared to new believers and people that it's the first time they've ever been to church, or the first time they've ever been to our church. Uh, what we do, the format is not a 27-chapter book study, or hey, let's roll through the whole book of Revelation again. Uh, it's every week is independent of itself. You could come this week, skip three weeks, come the next week, and you're going to be right up to speed with everybody else. Um, that way, so when we do have guests and when we do have people that don't know how to play church uh, or no Christianese, uh, there's a place that they can come that is laid back. Uh, there's a couple families that are already on board with us, uh, the Longinos and um, the Irwins and, um, gosh, and... I can't remember the other two. Gill, <clears throat> the Gill family. And so it's been, we've had many opportunities to uh, meet new people that come into the church. Uh, what, one of the ideas we had is it being more of the core of the class be people that share in that same desires to meet the needs of these new people coming in because if you haven't noticed, this place is exploding. And not just in the children, but the more and more we invite people to church, where are they going to go to feel like Oh, well, they're in chapter 17, so, okay, oh, there's homework. So this is just, uh, it's an opportunity for us as a church to meet the needs of those who have never done church before. Um, I'm not expecting people to stay in the class very long. It would be one of those neat things, or after, you know, six, eight months, or even a couple of years or something, they're in there, and they, they find another class. I'm not looking for uh, anything that's going to be something permanent other than having a core of people that are willing to, to serve these people, help them get connected in, in ways that the staff necessarily can't just stop everything to get everybody connected. Uh, it's a work in progress, uh, but we are looking for some people to, to come on board with us and, and, uh, and help with that specific ministry. If that's something cool, you know, holler at me.
You can beatbox in the microphone too. <laughs> we share a lot, so we can share the microphone. Um, we're also noticing a lot of people come to church for church, and they think this room is church. So they're coming for the worship service. And I think it was my dad that joked around about the, the Baptist that'll give, you get, you get me one hour on Sunday. So they're either going to this or that, but not really getting the full church experience. And, um, and we've been guilty of that too, but one reason we loved this church the minute we visited is because we came in saying, we want a Sunday school, we want to go to Sunday school. And so um, we've just been really happy with the setup. Um, back to my Baptist roots, those of you who know me can giggle. Where are the barons? Okay. Um, so I just think um, one idea I had was a, a push to get regular members who are coming to the 1030 service to commit maybe for a three-month period to go to the nine o'clock service and then attend Sunday school, inviting people from the nine o'clock service to go with them or inviting people that they know are only showing up at 1030 to come earlier. Hey, come join us at nine and then experience a life group. It's hard for me to call it that. I'm still saying Sunday school, but you know, um, time with people where you get to interact and share what's going on in your life. I mean, y'all, y'all know the heart of why we do that. So, um, and I had really intense notes on this, but my baby deleted several apps off my phone and I lost all my great ideas. So that's all I've got tonight. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Terrence. Uh, this doesn't have anything to do with the ministry that y'all probably think I'm going to talk about. I, I just wanted to ask Chris and, and maybe Paul. Uh, the past Wednesdays, uh, when we talked about discipleship, yep. uh, you know, with my schedule, I wasn't able to hit all of them. So I don't know how that ended, or you know, was there a framework or anything like an end goal that y'all had? You know, I know, you know, there was a lot of serious talk about wanting to see something, you know, in action or something. So I didn't know where that ended. Uh, so I'll ask that question, and I have an idea I'm kicking around. If you know, if y'all already have something going, that's fine. But if you're open to something, I've, I've got idea that's floating around in my head and won't let me alone. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to throw it out. I'm sure we'd love to get the idea regardless, but really one of the things we ended with in regards to discipleship with the men and, and Paul or Lance, y'all were both there as well. So I'd speak to this too, but um, I mean, I, I'm, we're, I think we're very much so in the mode of like, if, if you're passionate about discipleship being done in a certain way with a certain format or whatever, um, we handed out something that said, like, here's some things to think about. Here's some ways to go at it. And that actually needs to be updated and sent back out again But from the ideas from that night. But honestly, one of the things was, if, so if you're like, man, men's fraternity, that's the way we should be doing men's discipleship, then what we would say is, good, do that. I mean, host that, create that. We'll get the word, we'll help you get the word out so that men can come be a part of that. If you say, no, no, um, uh, why am I blanking on it? Navigators. navigators would be one. You say navigators is the format. That's, that's, that's what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. Okay, good. Let's do that one. And then I'm blanking on men's boot camp. Boot camp. Thank you. I keep pointing to Ed because I know Ed's part. Like if you go, hey, you know what? The, the men's boot camp thing, like that, that is really what 
did it for me. Like, great, then let's do that. Let's host that. Those are, there's no reason that those have to be in competition with each other. And so um, I think probably next year, if not before, I will take the men through a format, um, my, my own, the way I do it when I do it. But, but the idea that you need a format, I think, is a mistake that keeps us from doing it. I think what you're passionate about, as long as, I mean, again, if you're doing the, you know, the Branch Davidian men's ministry format, no, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to say that's, we're not doing that, okay? But, um, and uh, so, and, and, you know, again, if you, if you bring something in and you go, hey, I don't know anything about this person, should I try it? We'd probably say, there's plenty of great trustworthy stuff out there to use. There's no reason to, you know, whatever. But, I mean, I think, I think as, as, you know, Paul is going to be wrapping his brain around the idea and soul around the idea of a church whose culture is that of discipleship. I think it's going to fall more, you know, more along, instead of saying, here's the program and we're all going to do it and you're going to, this is what we're all going to do. I, don't, I just, one, I don't think that fits the church motive, you know, leaders and sled dogs like we have here anyway. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know if that's what you're asking, but we did not in the end hand out a like, hey, and here's what we'll all be doing moving forward. So Paul or Lance, anything you would? Okay. Uh, well, what I had in mind is as I struggled with trying to plug myself into, you know, ministry with kids and, and children and, and the youth and stuff, you know, I, you know, I admittedly, I struggle with that, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not proud of it. I, I just do. I struggle with it. Uh, but an idea I had uh, was looking at the, you know, as we had those men's ministries, you know, the, you know, talk about discipleship going down and up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of professionals, you know, and a professional men in the church, you know, that are, you know, established in their, in their field. You know, we, we talked about that a little bit. And I was thinking about, you know, maybe getting a call out to the church, you know, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, you know, whatever your Fireman. profession is. Yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and to, and to, and to get up with, with Paul and see if there's people, you know, in, the, in his youth that he might feel, you know, might have a connection with that type of, of profession. You know, and then, I don't know if we put it out as life groups or what, you know, or what that would look like, but, you know, Mike can go through through Paul, you know, or, or our new youth guy now, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, so... You know, and, and kind of set up some type of discipleship from a professional standpoint as young men or women, you know, start trying to think about what they want to do and start engaging them and the, what they want to do with their lives as a Christian, you know, and what a professional Christian looks like in that field. And, uh, you know, that would be us discipling, you know, down to our youth. Uh, you know, I don't know how young you want to make it, whatever, you know. And then let us have an outlet for maybe our older retired guys or, you know, the the senior guys in the church, you know, where we can kind of meet and go over with what we are been talking about with our our discipling. You know, we yep. would have somebody that would disciple us, you know, as well, you know, as we as we come into the hard questions that we're like, yeah, I haven't heard of that from the young guys yet, you know, or, or something. And, you know, maybe a little less frequent or whatever, but somebody we can be discipled with as we struggle in our own professions and stuff as well, you know. So that was just kind of a format I was bouncing around, but I didn't know. Very cool. You know, have, you know, thoughts on that. But. Oh, thank you. That's, I mean, that's a, a fun idea. We can engage with that for sure. Uh, I'm Hugh Babineau. It's my wife, Nicole, over here. A couple of things. First, yeah, I'd be interested in taking part of that, and probably I'll throw Craig Gunter out there under the 
busted and Ballin told him that he'd probably <laughs> want to do that as a physician thing too. So yeah, uh, another thing that um, Nicole and I talked about, and we talked about the Robbies a little bit a while ago, was a new, uh, young married, new married uh, mentor type program. And I don't know if something like that's happening, but where a newly married, young married couple could get uh, paired up with an older couple and do uh, some mentoring that way. Mm-hmm. Probably got time for one more. I won't take that long. On that topic of having of young married couples and that sort of thing, we have a Sunday school class called Life Connections. It meets at 1030 up there in the, um, the youth building, and we would love to, um, you can talk to Joe Greco sitting just on the other side of you, or Larry and Dana in front of you, um, and we would, as a young married and, and a co-teacher there, we'd love for you to come alongside of us in that class and, and um, work with us, and, and I mean, I, I personally would like to see you see people involved and to pour into that class, because there's a lot of as a young married, there's a lot of things that we don't know, but there's a lot of decisions that we have to make. Um, and some of them are a little scary sometimes. So we would greatly appreciate the, um, the influence and the, the, the outpouring of love. So. Well, that was some good networking right there. <laughs> Y'all can meet right up here when you're done. Y'all can just right here and have that conversation. Yeah, and uh, my name's Tyler Lewis, and my wife and I, uh, help with a life group that meets on Wednesday nights right after these usual uh, happenings occur. And uh, we meet out in the portables, and it's 11 couples that are uh, young marrieds um, or engaged and about to be married, but now they're all married as of last week. And so um, 11 couples uh, married without kids, and so we're on a little bit younger end of that spectrum. Um, and we would love, you know, for if there was a way that people in the church, you know, even if it was just on a very sporadic basis where there was a couple that wanted to come in and just do a one or two week thing and then maybe we'll see you in six months or whatever, but, you know, just have different couples come in every so often and, you know, kind of share something that's on their heart, you know, that can teach us, so. Yep. Used to do that date with eight. Yeah, a date, no, was, date with eight, that was what's called? Eight. It was dinner and it was uh, three or four older couples and three or four younger couples. Okay. Okay. That might work. Same sort of thing. So the, not on the mic. That was a yeah. It was um, yeah. Four younger couples and four older couples, or something like that, would get together. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, guys, that's that's just discipleship. That's what that is. And real life, straight up. I mean, that's a um, that's huge. If if after going through what we did with the men talking about discipleship, we really came away with, it's kind of, there's, a, there's a, an old quote by a missionary who said, um, you say you've not been called, I would say you've not heard the call. Um, and so I, I, I was an interesting thing. One of the things when I said, what keeps you from discipling people or who, how would you choose or that kind of stuff. And one of the guys said, I don't remember exactly where it came out, but one of the guys said, let's be honest, if you probably just stopped and thought about it, you would realize there's someone in your sphere of influence right now who you already know needs your discipleship, who you could be pouring out into if you just stop and think about it. Maybe they've even come and talked with you about it. Or there's someone in your life right now who you know you need to get some time with that person to disciple you and you don't. 
and everything else is kind of an excuse. And I, I, I think there's probably some legitimacy to that. So um, maybe that's what we got to become as a church that are enough risk takers that we're willing to offer and ask and, uh, and make that out there. So I'll, let you, I'll give you the last word and then Bobby's going to close us. It's, it's just an excuse to make friendships to disciple one another. That's what everything we do here is meant to do that. That's what Ryan was saying for the recording. That's what Ryan was saying was for men's ministry. Whatever we're going to do, that's men's ministry. Should, the same should be true for every ministry we do, actually, is not just that, but at the main purpose. I mean, are we, yes? Yours is, yours is still dead? Oh, well. Okay, so... That's the idea. Well, we will, we will reconvene. This will be our last for Wednesday, normal Wednesday night time. You're, you're free on Wednesday nights to spend time with your family or something like that. How awesome would that be? Um, or something like that. So, um, or to disciple somebody. You could do that. A quick comment. What's your quick comment? Is it an advertisement? Quick advertisement. So for some of the discipleship stuff we're talking about, David Acock has really done a great job putting together an interview series. And what we've been doing is we've been taking uh, wise men that have done life well and interviewing them for about 30 minutes to an hour. We have it on our computers. We just haven't given it to anyone to put on the church website. We're working on it. We're working on it. We've got like six of them so far, and we're just getting more of them going. But these are great men you want to get to know how they've done life well. So we're going to give it to the church. They're going to edit it, cut us out, <laughs> and you're going to get all the good stuff. So it's coming. Tell people about it. Okay, there you go. We'll figure out sometime. Good. So that's a the if gathering materials that we again we have access to it. If you want to see that again, same same stuff. So we're we're emphasizing that for a reason, obviously, because Jesus did. Not to drop names or anything, right? But <laughs> Jesus said it. Bobby, close us out if you will, sir. Pray with me, uh, Father God. Just thank you for all the ministers in this room. Thank you for all the things that happen that we don't even know about. And Father, we just uh, thank you for the blessings that we've had at this church with the people coming and the ones that we don't even know that are on their way. Father, just help us reach out to them. And uh, with all that going on, there's, there are people in our, our midst and in our congregation in crisis. And Father, we just lift them up to you. And uh, we ask you to go with us. In Jesus' name, amen.